Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. specifically says, I think it's in the book of Jeremiah, seekest thou great things for thyself, seek them not. Does that mean that we should have no ambition? No, no. What it means is we should have no selfish ambition. That's where it goes off. Yes, we're supposed to be passionate and diligent and hardworking and you should be the most highly motivated people on the planet. But you need to be clear on the mission. It's not all about you. And when we make it all about me, that's sin. Be clear on what the focus of your mission is. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that ambition, passion, and motivation are all great qualities to have, but we need to use them towards God's mission. When our drive becomes all about ourselves, that's what leads us into sin and foolishness. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 2 with today's message. Imagine the good Adolf Hitler could have done in the world if the strategic intelligence, if the charisma, whatever gifts he had, what, what if those things had actually been surrendered to the Lord and put to use for the world instead of for himself? And you could say that about any of those guys. You could say that about so many people in our world today. But see, the enemy always comes alongside and just, you know, tries to get us to make it about ourselves, pervert those inbuilt, those God-given talents and abilities. We had a young guy in the church. I've told you this story before. You know, he, he you know, good-looking, charismatic guy, and, and he was, you know, working on different things, and, he, and, and I'd ask him, you know, just greeting. You know how we do, you know? Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm just trying to make something happen for myself. And finally, one day, I sat him down. I said, bro, you need to stop that. And he said, what do you mean? I said, make something happen for yourself. Really? The Bible says don't do that. The Bible specifically says, I think it's in the book of Jeremiah, seekest thou great things for thyself, seek them not. Does that mean that we should have no ambition? No, no. What it means is we should have no selfish ambition. That's where it goes off. Yes, we're supposed to be passionate and diligent and hardworking, and you should be the most highly motivated people on the planet. But you need to be clear on the mission. It's not all about you. And when we make it all about me, that's sin. And it's foolish. That's what he did with these guys. He even tried to do it to Jesus. Do you realize that? Tried to do the same thing to Jesus. That's what he's always done. 
Luke chapter four, verse five tells us this. Then the devil taking him, Jesus, up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment in time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I'll give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. What he said to Jesus is, hey, you know, I'll hook you up. I'll give you everything. I will put you in charge of all of this. I'll give you all the power, all the glory right now. Just submit to me. See, it had worked in the Garden of Eden. I'll come back to that. But this brings us to point number two. See, right now, man was created to rule the world, but mankind is not ruling the world. Mankind is not in charge of the creation. Not right now. I mean, my goodness, just look, we got Alzheimer's, right? Cancer, Parkinson's disease. We have hurricanes, earthquakes. I mean, just, you know, I was thinking about it, just thunderstorms. I love to ride my Harley, I, and I get out on the highway. And the other day, you know, I took a risk, you know, because, you know, this time of year, the weather's kind of iffy, right? And they get it wrong about 70% of the time, it seems like to me. I don't know. But, but there are times when if I was in control, and I'm out on I-95, and I'm 70 miles an hour on that motorcycle, and a thunderstorm drops in, I'd cancel that out. You understand what I'm saying? If I was in charge, no, 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 no. You're going to wait for me to get home. But I can't do that. I've tried. But those thunderclouds don't listen to me. They don't listen to me. Hurricanes, you know, I mean, I could stand out there on the beach until I was blue in the face, commanding that storm, go somewhere else. So far, I'm not in charge. You're not in charge. Not right now. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8. Look at it with me. Hebrews 2, 8. You have put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But, critical word, but, we do not yet see all things put under him. Now, yet, another critical word. What does yet imply? Come back to that too. See, it would seem based on scripture that in the beginning, all of nature was actually subject to Adam and Eve in the garden. That's fascinating to think about. That's incredibly fascinating to consider. I think we see evidence of it. We see like little maybe residue of it right now. We can train animals, right? My dog obeys most of the time, most of the time. But we can train animals. But I wonder, what was it like in, in the beginning, before the fall, before the compromise before that rebellion in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were living in submission to the one with all authority, when they were living that submission and they were therefore living that perfect authority, what did that mean? Did that mean that they, you know, when, when they got hungry for some mangoes, they could just walk over to the mango tree and said, I, I want some tomorrow? Maybe so. Maybe it followed the pattern that it follows now and, and it, you know, produced mangoes when it was time for mangoes and produced bananas, time for bananas. And, you know, the apple trees produced apples when it was time for apples. But here's what I know for sure. There were no bugs to fight, you know. How many of you have like citrus trees or, you, or you've ever had anything like that in, in your yard, the stuff like you? It's a constant battle with aphids down here, the little white bugs, constantly. They come in and want to eat the, the leaves and always battling the insects. 
battling with just weeds that, that grow up and want to choke it out. There was none of that. How do I know? Because what God said to Adam, he, when the rebellion happened, God said to Adam, from now on, you're going to work the ground by the sweat of your brow. It's going to produce thorns. The idea, the idea was that, see, up until that time, work in the garden was stress-free. How many of you would like a stress-free job? Adam had the only stress-free job in human history. Truly stress-free. But what happened? Well, basically he rebelled. When he stepped out from under the authority of God and instead chose to submit himself, in a sense, to the authority of the enemy, that rebellious authority, he lost his authority. Adam did over the garden, over the creation. In the beginning, he tended the garden, but it, it was stress-free. He just had to go out and pick the fruit, basically. But they lost the authority. And today, the Bible tells us the whole world is in rebellion against God. Not just people, but there's a sense in which even the, even the creation has been affected by it. I'm, I'm not saying the trees are in rebellion. What I'm saying is the trees are, are being negatively affected. They, they have been corrupted. The plant life, even, suffers from that corruption that's a result of the rebellion of the one who had the responsibility, the compromise of the one who was in charge. Stay with me on this. I know there's a lot to absorb. 1 John 5.19 says... We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Now, if you dig into that statement just a little more, you find, like, for example, in the old King James, that's the new King James, in the old King James, it just says the whole world lies in the wicked one. That's more accurate. That's actually a little more precise. What's he saying? John is giving us a contrast that it's important that we understand. If you're a Christian, what that means biblically, biblically, doesn't mean that you just follow some of the teachings of Jesus. It doesn't mean that you're somebody who goes to church and, and you believe in God and you pray. No, no, no. Biblically, what it means is that you have chosen to turn to God and to stop trying to make things happen for yourself, but instead to just surrender to Him and say, I trust you. I know you love me. I see what you did. That you came and you became one of us and you died so that I can be free and forgiven and, and know you. And, and, and so I want to know you. I want to be part of your family. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says 
that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. He, Bible tells us, I mean, he knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.